Good day, everyone, and welcome to Breaking Boundaries. I am your host, Talumba Katawala, National Content and Public Affairs Manager for Mozambique. On today's episode, we welcome Harold Rohrig, Head of Site Management at Technip Energies, Germany. Coming from a humble beginnings in a small German village, he started his career at a mechanic shop and put himself through evening school for almost a decade to become an engineer. He even went on to start his own business in China later. Harold's stories about the importance of hard work, discipline, and using unhappiness as a fuel to reach your goals instead of letting it bring you down. Hello, Harold. How are you today? Or should I call you Harry? Yeah, call me Harry. It's much easier with the pronunciation of Harold. Most of the people have a difficulty, especially in connection with my last name, Röhrig. So Harald <laughs> Röhrig is pretty much too much ours. So to your question, I'm pretty much okay, except that it's very hot here. Uh, we have the last couple of days, the hottest period ever recorded here. And uh, mm. I'm doing home office, so means no air conditions, because in Germany, we usually don't face this temperature and nobody has air conditions. Well, now we can finally bond over something else, the heat. It is very normal here in Mozambique to get up to 40 degrees on a regular day. And air conditioning is a, a huge luxury. So <laughs> I know exactly how you feel, Harry. So from what I briefly know about you, you started your career as a mechanic? Yeah, that's okay. Um, I finished the middle school with uh, 15, and then my father, my grandfather, was been working in a steel factory. And they told me, you have to follow the footsteps of us. So I went to the steel factory and working as a shop mechanic uh, and followed the uh, tradition of the family but mm. i honestly say it was not my favorite work at that time i want to be a cook oh really what do you cook what do you like to cook there is a, a um, traditional food uh, from our region here the so-called saarland uh, called stippelapis it's actually a dish made of smashed potatoes with bacon mm. eggs herbs and it's fried in oil as a big pancake in a big pan. Oh, my gosh. That sounds delicious. Wow. Yeah, it, it makes fat also. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, so since you couldn't be a cook, you carried on with working at the steel factory. Yeah, as I said before, my parents wanted me to do that. Uh, so at my time... At this age, you know, uh, in my period in the ninety and the seventies, you didn't reject what your father say. You just say yes, sir. Oh yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I did what he wants. So, but I really find out that was not something I want to do my whole life. And I decided to go to the evening school and uh, build up my education with the goal to be a kind of engineer somehow someday. Mm. Wow. So if you continue to go to school for eight years, you must have really wanted that education. Yeah, actually, um, I was in a friend circle at that time and all my friends went to uh, high school and later to university. And I was the only one who was working with hands as a shop mechanic. Mm -hmm. So I was unhappy with the situation and a little bit jealous of my friends as well. So I wanted to get a better job in a better place. 
Right. And that was the encouraging to improve myself. I, I imagine it was physically strenuous to do a manual job and, you know, then go to school and have a social life. And you're young. Obviously, you want to live your life like a normal uh, young guy in your city. Did you ever feel like giving up? What made you continue? Yeah, for sure. There are moments where I think, oh, enough is enough. I'm only one times young. <laughs> Enjoy your young. Right. Uh, uh, so finally, I remind myself what was my original goal. So my original mm. goal was to get a, a better life and a better job. And that's why I tried to stick what I was doing. For your explanation, uh, how hard it was. We started in the engineering school with 68 students and we finished up with 13 students. And the rest got lost between uh, some get kicked out because of their level of study and some just give up. Yeah. Of the, because all of them have done the same as I did, working and studying at the same time. So after all this hard work and sacrifices for so many years, when did your time in the sun come? When did your fingers stop being dirty? <laughs> oh, that was uh, actually in the year 1989. Uh, I finished my degree in applied uh, to many jobs or to a job by handwriting. And I wrote about 120 CVs. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I use uh, the handwriting because if I use a typewriter, I did a lot of mistake and then I need to clean <laughs> that mistake and writing and writing again. So with the handwriting was more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, and after I finished in the summertime, my study one month later, I'm luckily find a job in engineering company as a CAD or CAD designer. Okay. And all that you have worked so hard for is now coming true. That must have felt so great. Do you remember the first day at your engineering job in this new environment, so different from the mechanic shop, and then coming home with clean fingers, wearing nice clothes? <laughs> How did that feel? Exactly. As you said, that was a great feeling. And I was very proud and happy about myself. And I will celebrate with a couple of beer myself. <laughs> <laughs> So I know you worked in Asia as well after this job and even started your own business later. Many people usually stop after achieving their one big goal, you know. So you already you already achieved yours of becoming an engineer and still kept pushing yourself to be more ambitious. What made you do that? I'm, uh, I always wanted to travel. I'm truly like traveling. Uh, that's why I wanted to be cook at the first place. Uh, as you remember, I said uh, to get a cook and I can work on a ship as a, and then see the world. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm, okay. it did not happen for the explained reason. <laughs> so then I went from an engineering company for which I worked a couple of years as cat designer to a pump and valve company. And uh, get involved in the ethylene business as a, in a sales position, which I applied for. Uh, some guy was, some sales manager was leaving the company and there uh, was a free opportunity. And I told my managing director, I want to take this opportunity. And he said, okay, you can take a try. If it doesn't work out, 
you go back to your design. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was uh, what I'm doing. So I want to try, uh, and I guess it was successful because we got, uh, with my support, a couple of big orders from Netherlands. And mm. after that, nobody was asking me anymore to change the job. So I got the position as sales manager. Oh, wow. So you asked for what you wanted and made it your own. Yeah. Uh, the main point is you should never be afraid of new challenges. And I wasn't afraid. So uh, for sure, you have some hesitation and you think, mm -hmm. oh, can I do that? Uh, I never did that. At that time, my English wasn't that good. So I was also afraid of the language. But finally, I again told me, you want to do that so you can do that. And I'm luckily get then uh, after that small success uh, promoted. I was responsible for business in Europe, then uh, business in US, uh, China, Asia, and in the Middle East from Saudi Arabia to Iraq. And I got somehow on the timeline uh, Asia manager for the company to develop pumps and valves in China. That was something uh, I found out during my experience as salesman that we need to be present in Asia. So I developed a business plan for China and my boss said, it's your plan, you go, you do. So, and then I went to China in 2002. Wow. So. That's incredible. That's like another full circle moment. Did you ever imagine that you would have all of these various roles around the world and even start your, your own company when you were working in the mechanic shop? Did you have this vision when you were young and struggling? Not really. But I can say uh, since I was 15, I make a five years plan uh, where I want to be in my life in five years later. For me, I have achieved all this, and I can only thank my mother, who passed away when I was 17. A couple of days ago, she called me and said, Harry, you are in basic a terrible person and a lazy guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to die, and I want you to make me proud. So I promised my mama to make her proud. Uh, and that's, that's why that's I always pushed me to go one step further. That's beautiful, Harry. So you've been making these five-year plans since you were 15. I love the consistency and the discipline. Do you still do it? Oh, I have to say I'm always 60 now, uh, and I don't do that as much as well. before. <laughs> so I try, normally I try to see if there are any interesting opportunities. And uh, based on that, I'm coming up with a plan. So I'm still looking for uh, opportunities. I'm not sitting here and waiting for retirement. <laughs> okay, so going back to what we were talking about, you started your company and your team was growing? Yeah, um, in the topic, uh, we are about uh, 20 people and we did uh, site service and maintenance uh, for big um, chemical and petrochemical companies in China. And then the financial crisis hits me in 2008 and it was hard to run a company as foreigner. And I had to shrink my team and start doing consulting projects to sustain the company. Yeah. That was a really a first big defeat because nobody wants to shrink. <laughs> you always want to grow. And then in 2017, 18, 
some difficulties coming again. There was a lot of competition uh, coming up from uh, local companies and local companies promote local companies. Um, I'm as a foreigner was uh, not yeah. really accepted anymore. So mm. after 18 years in China, I made the decision I go back to Germany. So um, I got to ask you, after 18 years in China, did you at some point convince someone to for marriage? Or was it because, I mean, you couldn't do that while you were doing work and school in Germany? Yeah, exactly. As I was 39, I got married with a beautiful Chinese woman. And I was thinking, now I'm old enough to go marriage. Right. And, and, so, and you have kids? Yeah, actually, we have one son. Um, he is uh, actually a stepson of me, but uh, considered as my own son. Right. And he is now taking over the business from me because as I go, went back to Germany, I closed all the routes and ports to my old life in China. And he is now doing my former job and I'm out of the business completely there. And you get to be a consultant to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> I need to I need to give him a small tip how to do how to solve problems, but that's mostly once or twice a month he's coming up with some questions, so it's not pretty much a self-sufficient guy. So that's great. So you leave China, you come back to Germany. How do you end up then at Technic Energies? Well, on the way to the airport, a headhunter called me and asked me that he has an opportunity to work for Technip Energies. And I said, hmm. oh, that's a good uh, coincidence because I'm looking for a job now. Uh, and uh, I applied for it and here I am. So it means uh, I got the job. <laughs> it's perfect timing. This is uh, this to me, I think, I mean, this is such a great story. I'm just taking it in. And when you said that you went to night school, I can definitely relate to that because I also did the same. I went to night school at a time that I was also pregnant. And later I had my baby and I was still in school. So there's a lot to manage between being a mom, brand new mom to a newborn baby and figuring out how to manage all of those emotions. And when you're going through such a hard period in terms of, you know, trying to figure out what to do with your life, it's so easy to just say, this will make a difference. This piece of paper won't change anything in my life. This job application or interview will go nowhere. So there's so much despair and hopelessness. Um, but there's also, you know, the human spirit always fighting back somehow. Something always guides you out of such situations and you learn so much. What do you think your challenges have brought to your job now at Technip Energies? Well, first of all, I have to say I'm very happy working for Technip Energies. Um, especially my colleagues, uh, I have to thank for them for the great welcome I got as I've been there and for the nice and very helpful support. I cannot say, uh, emphasize that enough that it's really unusual to find such uh, um, colleagues in a short notice, with, uh, mm. on a short time with such uh, attitude. So I really say it's a special in Technip Energies. Uh, Second is, uh, I'm quite unconventional. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a hard word, unconventional <laughs> in my thinking. <laughs> and my ideas are usually out of the box. 
it can be an advantage and a disadvantage. Uh, right. Those advantage is that I don't accept a no, and impossible from anyone is a no-go. So if somebody say that's impossible to do, then I get challenged. <laughs> if someone uh, says we always did that in that way, I try to find new ways to do it. So my unconventionality helps to break out of the tradition. Unconventional thinking can help yeah. to bring us big projects. I'm sure about that. Yeah. Um, and how, how do you use your, you know, your unique path and learnings and ideas to grow in your job? Um, I use 70% uh, of my work time to try to finish my work, which is supposed to be finished for me. Right. And the uh, rest 30%, I try to do something unconventional. So if, um, in my opinion, if you need for your daily job 100% of your workforce, the work is too much for you. Mm. Uh, that is a hammer in your development. Uh, with my background, I developed uh, for technical energies, or I not developed the software. I found a software developer uh, which is willing to work with us and to uh, 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 to implement a maintenance tool uh, in our engineering package, um, which we are now able to offer to clients. And there's actually something um, which helps our clients to save costs during operation of the plant and monitoring the plant. Uh, and it costs uh, plant absorber. Okay. Unfortunately, we're still looking for a client to buy it. <laughs> so it's really fresh new development and we're just ready for a go on the market with it. And this announcement here is probably the first announcement in Technip, <laughs> which uh, says that we in Frankfurt have some kind of tools like that. Called Plant Observer, you said? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you're still innovating you're still breaking boundaries i would say so what's next in your life first i want to do my job here in technip as right. good as i can and help the company develop and support my colleagues as much as i can with my experience uh so but i'm now 16 years old and as i mentioned before i'm not thinking on retirement Right. But uh, the end uh, of work life probably comes how <laughs> in, in some way. So uh, I have a small dream in my head is to uh, buy me a small river boat in South France and sailing along the rivers and channels and uh, enjoy life. And um, if uh, I'm running out of money, I put a couple of tables out and shares and cook for the people there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Tell me when that happens and send me the location and I'll find my way to the ship. I love I love how you've always had these visions for the future and that you make them happen. Looking back, um, you've had such a long career path full of challenges and you've overcome all of them. What advice would you give to the younger generation, to the ones that's just starting out or those who are struggling with their careers? I would say uh, you have to make decisions and you cannot have it all. 
you cannot have a perfect family life, travel around the world and start a business all at once. Um, certainly, I regret I couldn't spend a lot of time with my family sometimes. I missed some special moments with my son. I didn't so mm -hmm. see growing up. We have to change the locations where we live a couple of times. He have to change the school. So that's a hard time. But uh, again, uh, I said myself always, you cannot have it all. It's impossible, except you coming from a wealthy family then it's a different story. But if you come from a poor family in a small village and work is in a, as a mechanic shop, you need to make decisions. Sometimes okay. that you could jeopardize a part of your life, but you need to decide what you want. I have to say one thing more to that. With the increased age, you probably have a chance to get it both. <laughs> but mm, in right. the beginning, in the beginning, <laughs> for sure not. I, I love the, the realism and the fact that you're so straightforward. You know, we get disappointed when we try to have it all, but in fact, it's very difficult to have it all. We can probably have different things at different stages of our life, but it's hard to have it all at once. And I think it's naturally that's what we're seeking for, you know, to feel complete and successful. You want it all. And I'm so enlightened by your story, Harold, that, you know, you're a boundary breaker in every way. I don't even have to ask you this question because I, I've, I've just heard you tell me so many boundary-breaking stories in your life, but it's, it is our signature question. Is there a specific moment in your life, in your career, on your personal progression, where you felt that you did something that broke a boundary that affected your own life or the people around you? I was a long time thinking how to answer that question, uh, but um, no, there is no key moment. Uh, I think uh, it is something that I have been always wanted in my life. My family, especially my wife, followed me to different countries when I changed the job. It's a big challenge, but they followed me everywhere, and I'm thankful for them. Uh, have an open mind. If you see an opportunity, uh, just take it. Always it's worthwhile and take the opportunity. You should never ask yourself what happened if. Try. Right. Well, thank, thanks. Thank you so much for this. Uh, th these are some of these things. They just fall in at the perfect moment when you most need to hear it. So that was that's perfect. Um, that brings us to the end of this episode. Harold, thank you so much. Your story was truly motivational. I think we all, we always think of, you know, you see people at, you know, the top of their career, you can never imagine how they got started and how they reached that point. You assume everything has been handed to them, but here you are, a very unique story from a small village in Germany. I truly appreciate your time and for sharing this, this great, this great path. Thank you very much. The pleasure is mine. Thank you for listening today, everyone. In the future, we'll always have more episodes with other inspiring people at Technip Energies and conversations on how they broke boundaries to become successful. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're happy, joyful and fulfilled. <laughs>